Welcome to Off Market, a look at the Perth property market from the people who are working in the trenches. Join me, Shane Beaumont, Ross Hunter, and a special guest each fortnight as we dissect the latest property news and break down what's really happening in the different pockets of Perth. If you'd rather watch, you can find us on our Facebook page at Crib Creative Perth. Enjoy. back episode 14 thank you for joining us back here at off market once again we're welcoming back our golden <laughs> gavel i nearly said the golden goblet <laughs> the golden goblet oh my god and uh the gosnell's golden boy shane we're Ross. all golden welcome 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 we i like that sticking <laughs> We're in, um, we're in quite, quite an incredible location today, thanks to BGC. We are at the uh, BGC home, surrounded by a thousand square metres of home building inspiration. The biggest showroom of its kind in WA. Pretty Have cool. you had a quick look around, guys? Very yeah. impressive. It is very yeah, yeah, impressive. Yeah. I felt sorry for the receptionist. Their phone was just lighting up. I know, but do you know what? I walked in with incredible. a young family and I felt really like... How I want a family. No, no, it's a serious setup. exciting for you guys. You guys are picking out your new home. You know, it's like it fun. Oh it's, oh, it's awesome. It's a bit I'll better than the old stick up, down the boards. Yeah, it's amazing. when you used to amazing. get like the board and it'd be like, there's the two carpets, like the sh- there's yeah, the tile. Yeah, 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 the shadow board. It's a bit different. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, it's very cool. It's come a long way. Very interactive, mate. It is interactive. I got a chance to catch up with the BGC head of operations earlier, general manager of operations, to tell us all about BGC Home. So we're going to throw to uh, Bruno Osradecki and uh, he's going to tell us all about it. Bruno, we're standing in the middle of this incredible showroom. Tell me, is this something that's unique to BGC? Uh, Very much so. We feel it's one of a kind in Western Australia, uh, if not nationally. So we have over a thousand square metres of an immersive showroom experience here that's exclusively for our BGC housing group clients, but we also invite the general public if they were looking to have some information sessions around finance and also interior design and just wanting to know the building process. So anyone can wander through? Yes, that's correct. And they can also enjoy a complimentary barista coffee. So Bruno, tell us about the thinking behind the showroom and how it's changed your customer experience. Uh, We didn't want this to be just a selection centre. We wanted it to be a fully immersive uh, place. Uh, And that's why you have such a large showroom here. It's over a thousand square metres. And people, when they're looking at things like bricks and roof cover, they're not looking over their shoulder, looking at appliances and tapware. It really gives people the time and space to have that non-pressure environment to make their selections. Was there thinking behind the design in terms of the order of how people are walking through and and selecting all of their products? Definitely very much. So we have different zones throughout the showroom and we have people walking through what we refer to as the portals. So they start with the exterior selection first and then it comes into interior selections like carpets, colours and paints. Then they come through and to look at their appliances and then now here we're in the bathroom section. And then also we have a technology hub uh, which we have a fully inbuilt uh, home theatre system and also energy solutions for 6R energy, uh, PV solar uh, management and, and the like. So are there any other changes that you're anticipating in the building process? Is there anything else happening overseas that you see being implemented over here in the ne- near future? Uh, definitely BGC, we've always been quite an innovative company. Uh, we currently use virtual reality to help our design process. 
um, and, but in the future we may even have augmented reality uh, and holograms and things like that that could help people have a fully immersive experience. The technology's there, um, we're always investigating into something new. Interesting, so we could just get rid of all of this and just put some goggles on? Well, I think for some people <laughs> you could, but I think people still like to come and touch and feel, yeah. and that's where this showroom is like at its peak, that everything you want to have a look in your home is here on display. It's a tactile process. Yes, so. very much so. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time, Bruno. It's a pleasure. We're going to go have a look around. Yeah, great. Let's go have a look. Cheers. Let's go. So, a really incredible, innovative resource. Anyone who wants to have a look around, it's open to all. So, mm. you can come down, check it out anytime. They're willing to hold events here, anything. So, give them a call or just come into Osmond Park and check it out. And we are straight into Under the Hammer, guys. This week, I wanted to talk to you guys about a topic that has, it's close to our hearts here at Off Market, and it's mm. been coming up a little bit. I want to talk about the Off Market sale because I've been hearing a lot more about it lately. So I wanted to get, first of all, for you guys to tell me what is an off-market sale? Yep. Uh, well, I guess the thing that I think defines it is it's not open to public. People don't know about it typically. You're matching a buy potentially with a property. Mm -hmm. um, and I think where people are starting, because it's so being used so often, I think people are starting to blur the lines between what's off-market and what's actually really just not maybe going to the major portals, you're mm -hmm. going to Facebook or what have you. So I think off-market sales, typically, the really would be that no one knew about them. You've got a buyer and you literally find a property that suits and you match them together. Right. But what we're seeing at the moment, I think you start to see it a lot through the western suburbs, especially where stock's obviously a lot tighter, it's yeah. feeding through to the Facebook or to the database, really everything but REA. So it's not really an off-market sale. Mm -hmm. It's probably just a different way of going about it. Um, so you're seeing a lot of off-market, off-market, but realistically, most of the public would have seen those properties through that targeted marketing campaign, through Facebook or uh, we have listed this property, it's not on the market yet, get in touch with us. It's not really an off-market sale because you're putting it out to the public. So I think that's where the, the lines so get a bit worse. Because yeah. a lot of the off-market sales mm. I've seen or been advertised as off-market, it is a database. It's not on yeah. Facebook, but it is a database advertisement. So it isn't really off-market then? because you're on the market, you've employed a selling agent mm -hmm. to go to market to find a buyer. Mm -hmm. The way they go about that obviously varies, but I think a not true off-market sale had no intention of selling, hadn't engaged... It's, op it's opportunistic. Yeah, yeah. And what I think they've done, Shane and Jess, is they've, there's been a lot of, as you say, mate, there's been a lot of lines that become blurred. And rewind the whole tape to the core ethos of mm. a real estate agent. Okay, so the core ethos of a real estate agent or our industry is to achieve the best possible result for the seller. We work for the seller mm. simply because if you follow the chain of process, they're the ones that pay us to do the job. Now, what gets the seller the best result ultimately is to create as much competition around that product as possible. Yeah. Um, that's it in a nutshell, would you agree, mate? Mm. Okay, so what's happened is those lines become blurred and what has been an off-market sale, and Shane sort of summed that up perfectly, um, people starting to now use it as a selling strategy. They're saying, mm -hmm. you know, look, it's it's no hassle, it's no fuss, but is it actually not the right money? Also, mm -hmm. you know, like because at the end of the day, let's face it, um, we, we are we've shifted from a buyer's market to a seller's market. Yeah. So where I'm struggling to say mm -hmm. and find sense of it, why would you why would you um, push saying we do off market sales mm -hmm. when we're in a seller's market and there's a plethora of yeah of buyers out there, I mean, it just, to yeah. me, I, I struggle with the concept. And that's, I think it comes back to, and it sounds a bit of an old adage, but it's very hard to undersell an over-market property. Mm. 
but very simply, if I stood out the front with a pizza box all day saying for sale, unless you drove past or the neighbour across the road saw it, the likelihood of finding a buyer is limited. Mm. Yeah. So in a market where you do have a huge, I guess, that demand, yeah. short amount of time on market, which is obviously halved since probably this time last year, I struggle to see why you wouldn't go to market. Yeah. Okay. But let me let me put this to you because I had a chat with our friend Adam Namoski this mm -hmm. morning because I wanted to get his take on this. Yeah. Great agent. Yeah. High volume. He said he's done 21 transactions in the last month. Yeah. Four to five of those he would classify, or he said were off yeah, market. Yeah, yeah. But they were to, he said, at any given time, for any, for, for you know, the standard type of property I'm selling mm -hmm. at the moment, I've got five to six buyers who are missing out. Yeah. So when I'm listing, those buyers are seeing yeah. that property first and that, yeah. and they're buying it. And yeah. that's probably because, the, the, I guess, with Adam, he's working in that three by two, a lot and of villa, exactly townhouse, apartment market. Yeah. So to a degree, they're relatively the same age, yes. same size square metre, yes. same finishes. Yeah. When you're talking, let's say 2,000 square metre block in yeah. Cottesloe, which again, a lot of these off-market sales are happening in areas that they might, the, the transactions, right, there might only be 30 homes a year sell. Peppermint Grove, what, 10 a year, maybe yeah. 15? Yeah. yeah. So to see an off-market just doesn't make sense to me. Right. I don't work that market. So in a different market, it's, it means almost, it but has Also for someone like Adam, almost. Jess has got a very active database. Yes. He's got strong um, control of the market. You know, he if he if somebody misses out, he could probably think, oh, I spoke to those people last year. Wonder where they're at now. I'll mm. give them a call. Yeah. yeah. Now that's great mm. real estate, and that's making that's a true off market yeah. thing. But to use it as a marketing tool, yeah. that's what that's where the line is. Right. Yeah. Okay. I guess if you look at how many, let's just say, and we use Peppermint Grove for example, there's a 2,000 square metre lot with a beautiful home, two streets in from the river. Um, they're pretty unique property. Mm. So why would you feel that you wouldn't want to go to market? Unless there's privacy, that's different. A lot of owners want privacy, no problem. Mm. But you still really want to make sure you're putting it out there to people to see mm. um, if you're trying to really say that we've got true market value. Mm -hmm. That's um, that One person that does do it really well in Sydney, um, she does it as a, she's not saying it's off market. She's very clear with it. It's Lisa Novak from oh, Novak Properties. Yeah, up in North Shore. She yeah. basically says, look, this is a part of the campaign. We're going to go to the social media, go to my database, then we go to REA, mm. but at no point it's marketed as off market because as soon as you start saying, here I am at da 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 da, you're on the market. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's essentially what Adam was saying as well. Oh. He said it's an early part yeah. of, the, of the campaign. Mm -hmm. The sellers know what they want and really for someone to buy it before it goes yeah. onto REA, mm. they need to pay a little yeah. bit more for it. So, yeah. yeah. And no different, yeah. I guess, than auction day. If you want to take it off the market before auction day, yeah. potentially you've got to you've make got it to, appeal to the owners. You, you've got to remove competition. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So. We have had a couple of different people actually send some results in this week mm. and it looks like everyone is going gangbusters. Sample properties that sent through, they sold through this week, all above asking. Mm -hmm. They've all been in that 300 to 450 range, all sold about 20 above asking. Mm. Um, I spoke to Steph Dobro yesterday. She said she's just cannot even keep up. Yep. So good, really good Very results good. and yep. signs yeah, coming yeah, through. Yeah. Stock's still tight, yes. um, but I think if you get it and it's priced right, it moves quickly. Yeah, um, I think that's there's I mean, good the, depth of buyer. Oh, mate, it is like the, the volume of people going mm. through properties is um, staggering. Like, um, I know someone that put a property on the market on Saturday in Wembley, mm. um, and she had 100, and, I think it was 112, 120 people yeah. through the open on Saturday. Mm. Like, and they just and yeah. but, What's but the, say that again. There's a property in um, uh, that Leanna Leary mm. put on the market um, in Keene Street in Wembley on Saturday. Right. Mm. And had about 120 people through it. Cool. That's yeah. just Saturday, mm. and but th those stories are emerging everywhere. Yeah, mm. yeah. you know, it's yeah. In, and it obviously certain sectors of the market, like 
I'm sure that as much as I would like to think the market is hot, would you say maybe a third of those actual buyers may be in a position to act? Yeah. But what you, when you're starting to see that level of numbers and that inquiry, it's a flow-on effect that they're starting to do their research, mm. yeah. which means, again, that depth of buyer How many are you getting through your home markets at the moment, Shane? That's More the than usual. Mark. Well, when I'm working... One to two? Just, oh, in, when I'm working... I've started out in the southeast corridor. I'm getting about four or five at the moment. Mm. But in my midweeks, from my database, 15 to 20. But... That's right. After that, <laughs> after that, after that second viewing, and that it's the it heat comes out of a bit. So it's really important you get it right that first couple of weeks. Mm. Um, but the closer you get back to the city, you're still getting 15, 20, 20 plus. Um, yeah. But again, I, I break it down to how many actual buyers. Yeah, yeah. Entry level housing, you find not everyone has to go look at homes to see what they're going to get. They tend to do a lot on the phone. Mm. When you start to spend a million bucks, you sort of want to see what's out there and what they're going for before you make a commitment to either sell or buy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it's, yeah. Beautiful, love that. All right, we are going to travel across the country now. We're going to take a flight. No, mm. we're not. But um, in the industry this week, we, you, yes. spoke to James Tostevin, one of Australia's best agents, director yes. of Marshall White in Melbourne. Bit of an idol, actually. He's a bit of an idol. So when I was growing up with Shane Warne, but now it's people like James Tostevin, so it's a bit sad. But <laughs> no, he's an incredible operator. Um, I think if anyone has been in real estate for a while, obviously you yeah, know yeah, he's yeah, yeah. No been change. through. And he actually started property management. I didn't know he actually started in property management. Yeah, he said he did three years in property management. So um, incredible operator. So it's really good to pick his brain a bit. Obviously, um, serious operator in a serious company, and they're in, obviously in a pretty tough situation. Didn't make it feel so bad for what we've been through the last ten years, actually, yeah. in speaking to him, because yeah. it's pretty tough conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mate, we, we we know this. We went for years, <laughs> yeah. not months. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, great operator. Beautiful. So, we're going to throw to that interview right now. So, very honoured to have one of the most amazing real estate agents for up to about thirty-five years, I believe. James has been in the industry. Uh, if you haven't heard of James, you'd be having to live under a rock. Um, and we thought, given what challenging times are happening around the country with COVID, especially in Victoria, we thought we'd speak to. The guy himself, James Tosterman. So thanks for joining us, James. As you saying, happy to uh, happy to have a chat. Thank you. Beautiful. I guess in all your years, is this the most challenging times you've worked through? Definitely. I thought the Royal Commission, Shane, was interesting. Or post Royal Commission, uh, we had sort of eighteen months of a challenging market. And obviously, having been yep. in sales for for thirty two, we've had some ups and downs along the way uh, because mm -hmm. of economic conditions. But I'd be really surprised. Well, it depends on your market, I guess. For Melbourne mm -hmm. and Victorians, it's been far more challenging. And not being dismissive of what other people have gone through in the rest of Australia, but clearly our, yeah. it's gone for a much longer period of time, even stage three through mm. to stage four. It's sort of going yeah. to be a 10 week sort of thing. And as someone said to me, or quite a few clients have said to me yeah. um, recently and again today, it sort of felt like um, the last six months or so. It's sort of, we had a small little period where we got back to a degree of normality, but it hasn't yeah. felt like that, if that makes sense. So, Definitely yeah. the most challenging period because there's so many restrictions on what we can and can't yeah. do and so many vendors that are keeping their powder dry and saying we're better to wait till things settle down. Yeah. Uh, and how do you keep the guys upbeat? I guess obviously you're not seeing them face to face a lot of the time. I believe you're working from home. Is that right? Yeah, and I am. I think uh, what we've found has worked really, really well. I think it's uh, any senior person director you don't want to come across as, you've got to be real and very genuine, call it authentic, very natural, as Chris Hanley always talks about. Um, yeah. He's one of the best uh, agents in the country. Chris is an amazing person, as you know. But he always mm. talks about being very natural. And I think people see through you if, if you're not. But yeah. I think there's definitely been moments where I've been absolutely fine and upbeat. And other times I'm yeah. thinking, is this thing ever going to end? 
Um, how do you see the next six months playing out over there? Like, do you, will it become back to normality after this, or where do you see home opens? Or? Uh, it'll be a gradual thing. I'd be really yeah. surprised if we had open for inspections or public auctions. In fact, I'd be staggered if we had them for the balance of this year, no matter what happens right. with the numbers. Right. I think they'll be very yeah. conservative, given the crowds yeah. that can gather, especially at our auctions. We can get some yeah. pretty big numbers at our auctions. Yeah. So, uh, looking forward, uh, I think we'll have. Look, I think agents are craving the ability to do appraisals and private appointments because mm -hmm. that's our new normal at the moment, Shane. Yeah. So the yeah. rest of the stuff will probably have to wait. And the first thing you're going to do when you come out of lockdown, what's it going to be? Uh, well, I'd love to say I'm going to go on a holiday. I bloody can't wait to go to Noosa. I'm a, a real Noosa man. I clearly won't be going overseas for a while. Uh, yeah. And of course, won't even be able to go and watch my beloved uh, Blues uh, uh, playing because oh. all of it's uh, interstate. And uh, Brisbane, quite rightfully, got uh, awarded the AFL Grand Final. But... Um, no, look, I think for me, it's uh, without a doubt, number one, we'll be seeing my kids. I've got five kids between 24 and 29. And yep. then Jack, who's four. Jack's obviously with Sim and I, my wife and I. Yep. And then uh, seeing mum and dad. So seeing family, a couple of grandchildren, um, mm. uh, it'll be absolutely priority one um, for me. And then beyond that, catching up with friends. And uh, it just depends what we're allowed to do. But that'll be very, mm. very high on my agenda before worrying yeah. about you know, holidays and other, and footy and those sort of things. I really appreciate your time, James. I know you're a very, very busy man, regardless of the lockdown. Pleasure, uh, Shane. Wish you all the I best. I hope that's Australia some appreciate all the training, mate. Um, a lot of reps around Australia have you to thank. So thanks again, and uh, thanks no, for sharing your time. Good on you. Thanks, Shane. Good on you, mate. Lessons there for everyone in Australia. That very was tough. very, very, very tough. tough times. Yeah. Um, that was a, about a 15-minute interview in total, yeah. so we're going to release that as its own podcast. So if you are interested in hearing the whole thing, then look it up off Market Perth, um, and you can listen to all of the wisdom coming out of Melbourne at the moment. One of the um, snippets of that, and we've mm. spoken about this before, is just how important, James said, not having that office atmosphere yeah. where his younger reps aren't hearing those conversations. It's I think in any environment, you can. it's okay for a novelty, mm. but being around experienced operators like that, hearing those conversations can fast-track someone's it's, growth. It's one of the massive things. I wrote a big article last Friday, actually, mm. about um, that yeah. very thing, because COVID's driven a lot of people mm. um, home, obviously, yeah. but getting people back into the office. And people say, oh, I'm very comfortable at home and all the rest mm. of it. But the problem is when you're at home, you're only operating in the macro. Mm. Mm. And the reality is it's the micro is mm. where the nuggets sit. Yeah, yeah. And it's hearing that word, having that conversation, mm. what's happening here, what's happening. You don't get that by being remote. Yeah. 100%. Um, and it's really important that, that mm. we do migrate back as into the office to be in that And for micro. headspace too. That mental, mental health, yeah, mate, yeah. absolutely. That's important for any office. I know mm. for Alana and I at mm. Crib, we... Um, you know, having people listen to the conversations that we're having with clients, and yeah. that's how you learn. Yeah. That's how you get better. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you allowed Chris back in the office yet? Yeah, but he's on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> not, not far to travel for the cords today. <laughs> I was close. the one today, I forgot my script. Oh. <laughs> I know. Um, again, so we're gonna jump to Hood Highlight. We're gonna yes. welcome our special guest on, Ryan. Come on down. Ryan D. Rosario, Dezo. 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 Welcome no, no. to the show. Thank Dezo. you very much. How do, you pronounce, how do you pronounce it? De Rosario. That sounds better. Do you, what then? De Rosario. I was watching yeah. something the other day and it was an Australian saying Bongiorno. And I was like, oh <laughs> no. my God. I'm sure it wasn't Brad Pitt in. Um, no, it was like some rubbish okay. show and they go, oh, Bongiorno. I was like, what is that, mate? <laughs> anyway. Says just Donnelly. I know, Donnelly. 
Dono. <laughs> Dono. Dono. Dono um, from Romo. <laughs> so, now, Ryan, a yes. little bit of a change from our usual guests because normally mm. we've got a real estate agent on in this section talking about their farm area, their suburb. Today, we've got you on You're a sales consultant with Oswald Homes, previously with ABN Group, so really good range, I guess, from kind of your project home up to the higher-end stuff. Um, and because we're here at BGC, we thought, why not have you on? Yeah. We've Perfect. been talking Still a little doing. bit about builders grants and that kind of thing. So, Shane, do you want to take yes. it away? Yes, happy to take on Brian, that beautiful last name. <laughs> Brian, we're actually very lucky to have you because most people in the building industry, I know Jeremy who's at the background there, been going very well. So I'm surprised you're not in the Bahamas with how many sales have been taking place. Thought about going to Coke's yes. Keeling for a little bit. Yep. But, uh. <laughs> but you guys do deserve it because it's been so tough for so long. Yeah. So to see actually good operators like yourself to still be and get through that, um, I think obviously the client's going to win. I'm sure you'll start to see an influx of guys probably less experienced, which will probably change the perception Definitely a bit happened, like we've yep. had. Um, but tell us about, I guess, from 12 months ago mm. to today, how rapid's the change been? Uh, it was literally something that happened overnight and especially mm -hmm. after, obviously, with the lockdown with COVID yep. and everything like that, certainly in uh, most builders' offices, everyone was working from home and mm. there was absolute skeleton staff there. Yeah. There's redundancies through a lot of groups and yeah. things like that. There was talk of these grants for quite some time mm. on a state level, even before yeah. uh, COVID and everything like that. Obviously, the federal 25 was announced, yeah. uh, which was a nice little boost along. The industry was sort of coming up a little bit before that anyway, yeah. I think, April, May sort yeah. of thing. Then. We heard that this extra 20 might be announced yeah. uh, by Mark McGowan. Mm. I remember waking up at about earlier than I normally do, 7, 7.30 yeah. on, I think it was a Sunday morning, and I saw the headline and I just, my thought was honestly just like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Right, and I, and, I, and I got out of bed like right right then, and yeah. I probably didn't go back to bed for the next few weeks. Yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> uh, it's interesting that, in speaking to, again, guys like yourself, been around, do enough deals, provide good customer service, some of the feedback was that they didn't need to go the extra one. It was almost like putting fuel on the fire. Yes, correct. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I would 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I think that that extra one, if I was really honest, was probably yeah. detrimental, yeah. if okay. anything, because uh, yeah. it was heading in the right direction. And I think that sort of sustained slower growth was yeah. probably better for the building industry right. than, than this really sharp yeah. uh, growth that's happened. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I guess the clients you're dealing with, uh, is it varying? Is it because a lot of people have the perception it's only the entry level housing? Yep. But obviously you're dealing on I guess second, third home sort of markets. Yep. Which which sector are you dealing with mainly? Which one's hottest? Okay, so I would almost yeah split that into different demographics yep. in a way. Probably three chunks. You've yep. sort of got your your buyers that are looking in those new estates like yep. Greenfields yep. type estates. That's where it's definitely yep. strongest or was. Would anyway. you say sub four hundred? Sort of? uh, probably sub five, okay. maybe yeah. even sub six, wow. depending okay. on, depending on uh, yeah. the, the location, you yeah. know, like your areas like, um, off the top of my head, areas like uh, Power Waters and yeah. Harrisdale yeah. and things like that, yeah. you can easily get up to five, six hundred yeah. in there okay. and they're very, very popular. And you that know? injection's still been healthy for that too? Yeah, hundred percent. Where's it probably tapped out, do you think, where it hasn't had a much, a, as much effect? I would say anything over about 650 roughly, I mean, for that federal ground, I think the cap from memory is about yeah. 750. Okay. Anyway, yeah. um, so the upper end of the market, to be fair, it's just not influenced by those yeah. grants anyway. Yeah. People are outside of the, uh, the income range, outside of the maximum package range yeah. uh, and everything like that. So that top sort of end of town, just unaffected, business yeah. as usual. Um, but certainly 
yeah, that sort of price point, sort of from 300 up to, let's say, six, that's yep. where it's really fueled the fire. Wow. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenges for, I think, the people that are going through this process? Mm -hmm. We're hearing a lot about timeframes with the grants, obviously, before the end of the year. Yep. What, uh, some of the industry, where's your play on it? Where, is that going to be an issue? I guess the it titles. Pro it probably depends on how the builders handled it. Yep. You know, it's been really interesting to see how the different builders and, and groups of builders um, have capped sales. Yep. Some filled their books up as much as they possibly could. Yep. So that's across uh, the board. We're hearing that a lot of companies that's happening. Because we mentioned that last week. Yeah. yeah. Nigel Saturday made some commentary that a lot of the big, the big four or five have closed their books. Uh, so, some of them have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, others took a more sustained approach without yeah. sort of naming names, some yeah, sort of filled yeah. their books up, shut yeah. up shop for yeah. a month or so when they tried to sort of you know, get yeah. it all together. Yeah. Others sort of cap pretty early and go, okay, well, this is what we think we can manage. Yeah. And obviously in the background then, the amount of ramp up um, in terms of recruitment and everything's yeah. been huge because yeah. coming off the back of COVID where mm. there was stand downs in a lot of cases, all of a sudden you now needed to close on you know doubling your, your yeah. workforce size overnight. It's just crazy to think people are going from getting JobKeeper to keeper. Yeah. The doors open to yep. doubling the yep. workforce. Yeah. I think from a business perspective for builders, yeah. um, extremely challenging. Yeah. Uh, and especially because uh, it's anyone that was going to build is definitely building now. People yeah. that were thinking about it are definitely building now. Yeah. And it's definitely brought forward a lot of those buyers. Yeah. You know, so it sort of remains to be seen what happens yeah. other side of the, the yeah. grants. I can I would assume that it's going to be a little bit of a yeah. quieter sort of period. You know? Do you think they will extend it? from what you're hearing? I heard that in terms of timeframes yeah. to get the the, um, the site work commencing in yeah. order to qualify, or yeah. do you mean it actually extend yeah, the grant so timeframe? From what we're understanding, I think a lot of people are hearing that it's end of the year mm -hmm. is the cutoff. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously if things are in play and you're waiting on titles, government departments, there must yep. be some, you would think a buffer there, would you not? Yeah, so the timeframes were pretty short, yep. realistically. And one of the other challenges that I guess the industry as a whole had yep. was again, COVID, all of the land developers uh, started, you know, um, taking the pedal off in terms yeah. of development and civil yeah. works, getting titles and everything. Then all of a sudden, all of the land, titled land anyway, it's like gone very, very yeah. quickly. And they're trying to build it quickly enough, get it through Landgate, get the titles uh, and all of that sort of thing. So um, in terms of getting build contracts out, yeah. which is like your lump sum sort of yeah. build contract, that's the, the target that all the builders are chasing. Mm. That needs to be signed by December 31st. Okay. And you need to have your site works commence in, in WA yep. anyway, um, within three months, no, within six months for the state grant, within yep. three months for the federal. So there was all these different yep. rules and things like that. The federal grant, they said they did come out and say that they will look at granting exemptions and extensions yeah. in extenuating circumstances yeah. where it was out of the buyer's control and things like that. Whether Delayed titles mm. will be one of those. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's you know? where we had in East Perth. There was a few years ago when the I guess the credit crunch came on, off the off the plan developments, and yeah. you had I think it was ANZ stopped lending in certain suburbs. Yeah, yeah. But they'd already sold so many apartments with minimum deposit, and yeah. then they said we won't lend on that. Yeah. So they've got to be really careful how they navigate this because you potentially got finance approvals in place. Yeah. Starting works and then. If the parameters change around the grants. So. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Yep. Is there any concern around, you mentioned labour before, yep. obviously at the moment it's really hard to get into the state, people are on JobSeeker, you yes. know, and, and so that there's that factor as well, yep. plus mining's ramping up, yep. so is there a concern about having labour 100%. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges that uh, the industry as a whole 
will face is then delivering on all of the builds, which is why you yeah. see these caps and things in place because mm. it's it's all very well to have these grants, but you, the builders need to be responsible yeah, yeah. as well, you know, like you still need to deliver on what you promise. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest challenges will be brickwork because yeah. that inherently takes on project sort of style homes anyway um, that are applicable for these sort of grants, uh, you know, one to two weeks. Mm. So there's inevitably going to be a bottleneck there mm -hmm. um, and all of those rates for, uh, you know, brickies and things have already started to yeah, increase. Just, yeah. So it's just these conversations, yeah, it just yeah. it just reminds me back 2014. And then yeah, yeah. we it's an interesting thing, which is a bit tangent to this, but we started talking about alternatives to bricks because we couldn't get enough bricks yeah. out of the ground. I think yeah. Buckridge was talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you were. Um, and now we've got a situation with the exact same thing. We didn't learn anything. Now why are they doing from more that? steel framed or oh. you know framed homes? You know, yep. it's yeah. like, but even the policies we didn't learn last time, we, we no. just we can we're obsessed with boom or bust. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be. As, and everyone talks about yeah. sustainability, so mm. this, that really hasn't been bolted in too well, has it? Yeah, I think a lot of yeah, a lot of the builders have still tried to explore that lightweight internal construction, but the, the hard part over here is the trade base. Yeah. Um, it's just not what we're used to doing, you know, especially for large volume. Anyway, even it's so not the same in, on the east coast. They don't. Oh, use over east, no, I mean, that's why the block. That's why they build a home yeah. in three weeks on yeah, the block. Bang, bang. But yeah. over here, the problem is when we're selling a property, to, and we talk about young buyers coming through, and typically mum or dad or grandparents coming through. Going. The first thing they do is just start brick. knocking on every wall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's this? What's yeah. this? Yeah. The kids are just like, oh, this yeah, is perfect. Not double brick. Yeah. <laughs> the environmental codes yeah, are the same. Yeah, yeah but mate, you yeah. go to Shenderpart, Subiaco, Netherlands, yeah. to all the old hey. Federation homes. Yeah. What yep. are they? Yep. Timber frame with stud walls. Yep. Beautiful. That was excellent, Ryan. Very insightful. Thank you. So it, insightful. It was actually quite insightful and intelligent. I so, Shane, we're out of a job, mate. You're <laughs> here. <laughs> That's to be off market. As long as I didn't yeah. sound like a bumbling idiot, that's no, fine. That's no, mate. Right. You're right. Um, you might now, though, because we're throwing mm. to Ross. Mm. And it's Ross's, uh, it's it's under the hood with Ross. We're changing up the questions this week, Roscoe. Mate, we have. Mate, I've been very quiet today, so I'm feeling a little bit I know, you have been quiet, Because yeah, like, Shane, Shane's got my seat, and it's really, oh, it's really upset my Sorry. mojo. It's, it's, the quan has shifted, and I'm sort of not, I'm, you know. It's well, these got, lights, I'm actually getting a tan for my it, it, It's about the vibe. The, you know. <laughs> okay. Ryan, what do we got here, mate? Okay, so first question is, what has been the highlight of your career so far? Aside okay. from today. Aside from today, <laughs> what has been the highlight of your career? I think uh, I'll have two there. Yeah. I thought about this beforehand and I'm She's sure I'm sure I'll turn it closed. I'm sure I'm sure that it's probably the same for you guys as well, and that is the first deal you ever do. Yeah. Right? That is a that was a moment, yeah. certainly, and yeah. I felt as awkward as the people that were signing the paperwork, I yeah. think, and I couldn't believe when they were putting pen to paper. I'm like, you were it's, ha it's happening. That's why Dolphin signs good for rookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that, I actually, that I, I tore my hamstring running back to the car. <laughs> well, I saw mine to a bike. On your first deal? No, it felt like it because I was just like, oh. they're doing it. <laughs> they're doing it. <laughs> what else did you do? Yeah, yeah, like, okay. How long? Yeah, Sorry, so, mate, this, is you, this is about him. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say that was definitely yeah. one of them, of course. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was with you guys too. Yeah. Uh, and then I actually had a couple of really good months leading into the grants just yeah. before. And funnily enough, when the grants hit, I pretty much burnt myself out if I was perfectly yeah. honest. But I sold. 21 or 22 between April and May prior to that grant period and there's some pretty tough period, pretty right? significant numbers for that point in time without mm. the grant so I was pretty chuffed with with that so I'd well say done. that would be a, a highlight a lot of work did you, have, did you have any good marketing teams helping you with that or? I did actually oh, funnily nice. enough <laughs> it reminds me but literally when you talk about how you're getting through those tough times you know in Forrest Gump when he couldn't catch a shrimp yeah, yeah. and then everyone gets wiped out yeah, and your yeah. last man standing yeah, it yeah. literally 
I think for the builders, yep. the guys, the quality will be better. The level of service is going to be better because you had to be. Yeah. Because it was so tough. It's just about working hard. Yeah. You know, like the, the deals were still there during the mm. tough time. You just had to work for them, you know. Yeah. And, and you're exactly right. Mm. It's about providing great service and over over servicing yeah. people during yeah. that period. See, Ryan, yeah. see, exactly Boris Gumpet here, Captain Dan. Lieutenant. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant. Stupid is stupid does. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Okay, <laughs> we're moving on. Okay, COVID's over. Mm -hmm. The borders. Up. Well, see, the thing came out today. They've, all the states have agreed the prime minister to open the borders by Christmas, except West yep. Australia. So they've said no. Keep, right keep, keep your virus right out. Down. Yep. Um, so, mate, when it's all said and done, yep. You obviously need a well-earned holiday. Where are you going? It's a simple one, but yep. I normally go up to. Changu in Bali three, four, five times a year for little short breaks, yeah. as you guys would know with this sort of yeah. uh, gig. If you get a little opportunity, you yeah. take it and you yeah. just book it and you go. I love that spontaneity and I, I need thick tropical air. I really, really miss that at the moment. <laughs> yeah, your tans look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, we'd love to go uh, over to Croatia. We're supposed to go in July, yeah. Uh, but yeah, wasn't able to make it over there. So. Cool. Yep, that's right. Very nice, headed. very nice. Netflix, mate. So everybody talks about Netflix. Everyone's had a bit more time on their hands. Give us a Netflix recommendation. And not Ozark. I can't do Ozark. No, no, Please. no. So it's probably not the industry to be in, Ozark. Oh, it's, weird. it's weird. <laughs> I don't get much time for TV, to be honest. I'm working so yeah. much. But um, I did actually get stuck into something called Money Heist the other day, which Money is... Money Heist. Oh, that's okay. the dubbed one. Did you watch the dubbed one or the No, Spanish? Spanish. I prefer to watch subtitles, more authentic. I've heard if you it can change the whole thing. Yeah. The one with... It's just not right. It's no. a bit like Monkey Magic. Oh, yeah, used to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've heard the one you're watching. But I found the uh, the cinematography is like beautiful. I like really pretty things to watch and and and, and look at when I'm watching movies and things like that. Yeah. And it was it's done really really well. Nice. And story's pretty good as well. Once it starts kicking on into the um, the later. Oh, well, 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 well. Yeah, 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 spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't, I won't. <laughs> okay, mate. We've all got phobias and fears. Yep. What's yours? Was thinking about this, and I didn't know whether you meant like spiders, sharks, or something deeper than that. I don't know. Yeah, sharks definitely. If I'm in the water, <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. Recessions. Recessions. Building grants. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a pretty deep one, but I yeah. would say that actually running out of time to do everything that I want to do while I'm alive. Yep. Hey. That's pretty fair. Cool. Yeah, yeah, like running out of time. I think that's probably one of my biggest fears Have to achieve everything list? that I wanted to achieve. In my head, yeah. Yeah, not written down, but hmm. yeah. I'll be yeah. thinking about that for the rest of the night. Thanks, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why so I've, I've, always, I've always said when, when, when you die, you should go to the grave with a whole heap of unfulfilled dreams, but at the same time, a massive amount of fulfilled dreams. So you should, yep. so you should never stop dreaming. Absolutely. And one day, yeah. Yep. That's my philosophy on that. Sorry, I don't catch that. Preacher Ross, you're always bringing the good. Oh, they, they're going to call me Nostradamus for nothing. Righto. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rostradamus, I love it. Oh my god, that is gold. That's Give awesome. yourself a bit of a clap for that one, Lana. Yes, well done. Have to go on the business yeah. card that one. Yeah, yeah. Rostradamus. <laughs> I love that. Okay, mate, you're working hard. You're selling properties. By, yep. You said before you, you hit almost burnout. What's your, what's your, your decompression? What's your decompression chamber outside of work? I would say it's pretty simple, really. Exercise. Yeah. Usually, um, look. Perfectly honest, it's textbook salesperson, sports, golf, cycling, squash, yeah. that type of yeah, yeah, <laughs> very yeah, yeah, cliche yeah. type things. That's all good, mate. Um, just hitting the pub to have 
dinner, grab yeah. a beer. That's always nice. good. Nice. Uh, and one other thing, actually, I was going to bring it as a little prop, but I, I forgot. I've started laying on this. I was having trouble sleeping and because my mind was racing and that sort of thing at, at night. And um, got this little mat now, which is like 8,000 spikes. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And laying on that, it's painful, yeah. right? But I've been long? sleeping so much better. Where do you, what, like, you lay pain, on your back? You're in pain during the night. No, no, no. You lay on the mat for yeah. about, I don't know, 20 minutes to an hour. Oh, like, and go to bed. Like, yeah, it's like acupuncture, yeah. You can actually, really great. Feet. That's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. So yeah. What's that? What actually is that? It's think of like the bottom of a golf shoe with yeah. the spikes, except oh, yeah. they're razor sharp and yeah. it's a mat, and it's probably got yeah, it's got up to eight thousand spikes on it. And yeah. You lay on it on your back, and it hurts. Yeah. And then it starts to feel a bit warm, sort of thing, as you you're laying That's on the it. Blood, mate. Yeah. Sleeping <laughs> <laughs> out of your body. Blood out of But it really has helped me get to sleep quickly and stay asleep. It's been wow. great. Hey, there you go. I like that. So that's yeah, one of the things. Jess, I, I know that I know that mate. There's one question being removed here, but Jess, I'm oh, sorry. Go, go, go. Shane, it's been removed. No, go ahead. It's, it's like, mate. There's one. The most important question. We're gonna have to chuck it back in. Yeah, there. yeah. I'll get in trouble later. For this. Yep. Mate, just what's your? Where's your favourite restaurant or favourite dish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went. Do you know what I'm big fan of? Oh. Huge fan of. Um, my girlfriend got me um, this package sent from them and everything for my birthday. Guzman and Gomez, it's just oh, a takeaway Mexican yeah. restaurant, yes, but I am a massive, massive fan of that place. Finally, and someone I think I've topped about a hundred Uber Eats orders from them. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. I actually emailed them and asked if I could get my face on their bag. But I said, no, <laughs> has to be stuff. <laughs> Mate, you look a bit Mexican. You know, you can be yeah. a little, you know, actually, gringo. Oh actually, one of my old clients oh owns the, uh, the the restaurant out in Belmont, and I asked him for some merch when I signed him up for the house. Got nothing. <laughs> not, not a not a pair of socks, not a hoodie. Nothing. Maybe now. Maybe now. <laughs> no. Yeah, hoodie. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. That was beautiful, Ross. Yeah. I loved that. Well am I, am I in like trouble? Shows. No, Chris gave you, me bad questions. No, 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 oh, you're okay. not in trouble. Um, now, there's one last segment that we're going to do today before... Um, look at Shane's like... <laughs> before uh, we go to Play of the Week, it's going to be tied into that Play of the Week. Now, we've been talking a lot recently about established versus new homes, new home sales, and now we've got the perfect opportunity to finally answer the question. So bring out the sweatbands. We're gonna new, do. New versus we're, doing, we're doing Dezo versus Beaumont <laughs> in an arm wrestle. Alright, boys. In an arm wrestle. Sweatband, mate. Referee. Look at the size of his guns. I'm gonna lose this. Oh, Sweatband, brother. Oh, my arm will break. Pop it on. I got bring the Lorna Jane one. <laughs> what's the what's the um, initials? Oh, the good. Do I look good in yellow? Like, I think ninja. It's Perth ninja. Football oh, Club. Ninja. Okay, Where so do we stand up? We sitting down. No, no, no. However you like. Come on. Okay. Do you need a corner or? I'm not sure. Yeah, corner's best. Corner's best. Corner's best. We didn't think this through. One beer. I might build. I might chuck it if you. Do you have to sit down or stand up? No, you, you can stand do it however you want, oh, mate. Oh, okay. Did you sanitise your hands? Dan, Dan, Dan. We'll have to do it after. Here we go. New versus old. And we're off, and Ryan's coming back in shape. Oh, Beaumont's over by an inch, Shane's and Ryan's coming back by now. two. And Beaumont's putting more pressure on. He's coming over by two degrees. Come on, old homes versus new homes. Put it in my I won't, I won't, I won't give up. Don't give up. Oh. 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 That was so good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah, so. One from one. Of applause. Retire. Well done, established. Pipping <laughs> him at the post there, Shane. Well Not under, no warranty, but that's probably the difference. <laughs> no warranty, no warranty. Not my arm either. But. All right. 
Player of the Week, we do want to give one more shout out. Shane, did you want to? I've got two, actually. Oh, you've got two. Two. First of all, I did see Kaylee and Claire. Kaylee Ferguson from and Claire Nation. The Property Exchange. Mm -hmm. First of all, doing amazing things, but congratulations to them that believe they've become part owners in the business. They have. Which is a great story. I think um, that's in the industry to get to that level. Obviously, fantastic director there, so well done to them. Well done, mm -hmm. ladies. And the next yeah. one is we talk about auctions and how important they are to deliver on the day. One job to rock up and get it right. And I heard a strong rumour someone forgot the address of the property they were calling auction on on the weekend. <laughs> Who would that be? <laughs> would that it would be Rostradamus, but is that true? <laughs> is that true? It is true. Well, I, <laughs> I was there. I had the address. I got to the house. Was it the next property or you just got it that right? That was the wrong street. Because <laughs> I heard the person bidding was sweating, thinking, what have I brought? Yeah, I've, I'm on the wrong street, yeah. Oh, it was there me. Rostradamus doing anything for cables, eh, Ross? Yeah, well, Roscoe. true, mate, true. Roscoe, One chance, Roscoe. one option. Uh, that's it, Sees everything you ever wanted. <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, what a show. Thank you so much, Ryan, for no joining worries, us mate. today. Thank you. Um, thanks, to Bruno and the team at BGC Home for hosting us here in this incredible showroom. Um, it once is again, special, isn't it? it is. It's really, yeah, it looks, really it, special. Looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, as far as I guess builder selection rooms go at the moment, this would be top of the was at, at this point in time. Yeah. yeah. It's very impressive. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. That's so if you do want to check it out, they're on Walter Drive in Osborne Park. Uh, come on in anytime, miss and it. you can have a free coffee as well. Really? Come in. Yeah. Really? Free coffee. Mm -hmm. So uh, any topics? Results, anything you want to share with the show, please hit us up on Facebook or Instagram and we will see you next episode. Including property managers. Including some property incredible managers. stories of property management. Let us know how many people we get in the home let's, opens. Let's get a property manager. Let's see if we can see the largest turnout. Yeah. Send in the largest turnout. The competition. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like can't that. Get it, Largest turnout for her? For a home open. How many people turn oh, up for right. a property manager? Oh, there are. With 100 and, that's 120. A, that was a, obviously a sale. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. rentals are going stupid. Rentals are nuts. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank See you, you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.